In an election that will determine the fate of the entire universe, there's only one podcast holding politicians accountable. Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese. Who will lose? Find out on The Chaser Report, Election Edition. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report Election Edition for Tuesday 29th of April. It's 25 days until the election. I'm Charles Firth. We begin today with the solemn news that Australia is at war. War is peace and the only way to achieve peace is to bomb China back to the Stone Age. At least according to Peter Dutton. The only way you can preserve peace is to prepare for war and to be strong. Until now, the election has been at risk of being the most boring election since the uncontested ballot for Year 5 band captain at Wagga Wagga Public School in 1978. But on Monday, Morrison said an arc of autocracy was forming across the world and China setting up a military base in the Solomon Islands is a red line for Australia. I share the same red line that the United States has. Red line is, of course, the term most famously used by Barack Obama to describe a line which, if crossed, you then back away from earlier commitments to do anything about. A red line for us is a whole bunch of chemical weapons moving around or being utilised. Meanwhile, Labor accuses the government of dropping the ball, saying they've made plenty of announcements but haven't delivered. Labor has said that they'll counter that with more announcements. Labor promises to deploy more equipment and training in the Pacific, chief among which will be Penny Wong's death stare, a weapon so powerful that until now it has rarely been deployed outside Senate estimate hearings. How pathetic. How shameful. No doubt the Chinese are quivering in fear that Australia will unleash its fleet of submarines as soon as they arrive in about 2050. Meanwhile, controversial Liberal Party captain's pick for the seat of Warringah, Catherine Deves, continues to make headlines. Over the weekend, she appeared on SBS News to apologise for posting her anti-transgender comments on social media, but instead she just blamed social media and pledged to make sure that in future she says horrible things in places that can't be screen-capped so easily the Israel Folau method. I recognise that trying to prosecute arguments about complex, nuanced and difficult subjects, it should not take place on a platform that propagates division and hurt. In other news, Anthony Albanese continues to suffer from COVID. The reports are that the virus is having trouble landing a punch on the opposition leader who's deployed a small target strategy inside his body. That's the election wrap for Tuesday, the 26th of April. I'm Charles Firth. We'll be back in a sec. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And as well as Charles Firth on today's Chase Report, we have me, Dom Knight, and Craig Rucastle. Hello. Good to be here. Now, we've waited two weeks 
to start the actual podcast. We took two weeks off as mm. soon as the election was called. Mm. Good strategy or bad strategy? I, look, I think that was good strategy. The coming back today and actually starting an election podcast, terrible strategy. All right, I'll see you guys in a <laughs> Horrible, week. Horrible, yeah. yeah <laughs> Let's go back. Let's, yeah, can we hide? <laughs> we do have some things for today, though. I've found the party with the best policy. You know, we haven't had any policy discussion all campaign. Mm. I've found it. I'm going to look at the polling and also the effect of COVID on this election. Plus, I've got a quiz about... The election so far. Oh, um, but we've been ignoring it for two mm. weeks. This is going to be a shit quiz. I know nothing. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's do that. The Chaser Report. Election edition. Uh, so just a bit of an update on the polls uh, that have come out. Uh, news polls come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll read you the headline and you can see if you guess what the result is. Okay. okay. So uh, the headline, of course, in the Australian was Morrison builds lead over Albanese. Oh, uh, so the, so polls are, the polls are moving. They're they? moving. What do, yeah. what do you think the two party preferred would be well, with that headline? They were, it was at 4753 mm-hmm. in the last news yep. poll. So I reckon, well, it's, well, it probably hasn't completely closed the gap, but it would be what, 49, 40, 51? Yeah, I'm guessing it? it's blown out in favour of Labour. <laughs> they've done that on the basis of preferred Prime Minister, yeah. which tells us nothing. You are correct. It is 53-47 still. What? A six-point lead. And it's great because even the article says, yeah, Labour will get a majority government through this. But the, that also, by the way, uh, the Prime Minister's approval did fall a little bit as well. Mm. But he does manage to be further ahead on preferred Prime Minister. He's nine points ahead on that. Uh, so mm. that's Morrison Bill's lead over Albanese. So we're definitely wow. going to have a Labour government, <laughs> but more of us will wish Scott Morrison was still Prime Minister. We have such a good system. It's a pretty extraordinary... I mean, when you actually look at the stats, it's a pretty extraordinary popularity contest we've got going here because mm. uh, the Prime Minister's approval fell to 42% and he's dissatisfaction ratings at 54%. So he's minus 12. <laughs> he's minus. Yeah. Uh, Albanese's approval's at 38% and his mm. dissatisfaction's at 50%. So that's also, also minus 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it's a tough one there because yeah. more people approve of the Prime Minister but less people are dissatisfied by <laughs> Albo. <laughs> well, that's the, the <laughs> beauty of low expectations. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I love the fact that you've got to... Like, People disapprove of the job that Al- Anthony Albanese has been doing as Prime Minister. <laughs> like that, that is literally the question. You are not a very good Prime Minister so far. Yeah. Uh, just a few other headlines from the Australian. Uh, Titanic stunning fight back against iceberg. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hindenburg heating bills reduce. <laughs> and Australian incle- increases readership. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and apparently Marine Le Pen has won uh, the presidential poll for women. Oh, wow. So well, well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, the interesting thing about this is this poll doesn't take into consideration, mm. and this is the real curveball here, yes. uh, the period when, of course, Albanese has been locked up with COVID, which, mm. I, which I think we would all agree is a masterstroke oh, by yeah. Labor. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, you know, small target. This is a no-target strategy. <laughs> this is incredible. This is like, I mean, the only yeah. problem with it is it's only it's a week-long disease. It's going to get better, yeah. Well, yeah. Joe Biden won the presidency by spending months in his basement <laughs> not leaving it. Oh, I think having elbows on it, I would not come out and see daylight mm. until they get elected prime minister. Exactly, mm. and and it's, and it's kind of it's been funny because they've put out other spokespeople. Jason Clare gave a mm. talk, and everything he said was really clear and yes. cut through. Yes. And people were like, "Oh, is that what he's been trying to say?" <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Where are all the gaffes to cover? Yeah, like, yeah. No. And it's, it's, it is an interesting thing. I mean, I guess to be fair, it, I guess they did it because they were like, "Oh." 
We've got to give the excuse that Albo had long COVID before he got COVID. All that brain fog. Yeah, that you yeah, get, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one though for the libs because it has has Morrison had COVID? I think he yeah, had yeah, a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago. He, he had it during the floods. <laughs> And, oh, and during oh, the bushfires, right. and during yeah, the, right. yes. the vaccine rollout, <laughs> yeah. and during the rat. <laughs> but it's a tough one. But like, would it be better or worse for Morrison to get COVID as well? Mm. Well, no, what I, I presume I, happened is that Morrison got COVID, and then from that moment on, Albanese was every single day trying to get it, just so there'd be no difference between the two. Yeah, of them. that's, yeah, right. that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I presume it was finally at the debate. Morrison went, "All right, fine, you can have it. Here you go. <laughs> you time. can have it, mate." Yeah. Mind you, I, I reckon this is the first thing that uh, the Labor Party's done that has finally gone viral. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Election news you can't trust. The Chaser Report. Okay, so as you know, the election, uh, it was called, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago? Three, four, five weeks <laughs> Years ago? Years ago, it yeah, feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I think it was about six months ago. Anyway, <laughs> it's been the most boring election so far. So I thought, why don't we do a quiz about the most boring election so far? Yay. Yeah, and I, I've, during the past two weeks, I've had a child and had COVID. <laughs> um, and both of those things were which is the pleasurable. Worst, which is the worst disease out of those two? <laughs> <laughs> I know absolutely yeah. nothing. I barely know who the candidates okay. are. Okay, mm. question one. Who has done more Instagram posts uh, this election so far? Is it Anthony Albanese or Scott Morrison? I would say Scott Morrison is my answer. I don't think Albert knows what Instagram is. I reckon it's definitely ScoMo. <laughs> Incorrect. So Morrison has done 75 Instagram posts since yes. the election was called. Anthony Albanese has done 79. Well, it's very close. It? Yeah. It's very close. Yeah. Well, what percentage of um, ScoMo's are just him going, I've cooked a curry? Well, according to our record keeper, 98% of Scott Morrison's photos are him standing in front of things that other people did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and interesting, how many do you reckon are Anthony Albanese and his pet? Oh, that'd be a heap. I've noticed yeah. that that's his approach to this election is mm. to go, is to say, my yeah. pets are awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd say 60%. Um, well, actually, the unfunny answer is it's actually only 7%. But but that's still about 100 Sorry, million. let me go back in time. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, is it 3%? That's a very high number. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice, though, that Albo has found someone who knows who he is. So, but guess how many? It, uh, this is the most shocking statistic. How many of Scott Morrison's Instagram posts have been with him in front of a curry? Uh, zero. No, no I saw several. There's no, definitely yeah. been a few. No, no, there's only been two this election. Only two. Only two. What is going on? I think the, the, their campaign is in chaos. No, but to be fair, mm. to be fair to, to Scott Morrison, he quite enjoys campaigning. Mm. It's mm. just the running of the country he doesn't yes. like. So that's when he cooks the curries. Yes. He's great at this bit. He <laughs> takes off, he takes off been three years cooking yeah. curries and then he runs the election. There's no national crisis. Oh, exactly. sorry, didn't he go from one Bunnings in one yeah. state to one Bunnings in another state? I mean, this is what he does. If we could mm. somehow, if he wins again, 
if we can just somehow get him to just campaign for the next three years and get someone else to run the country, yes. things might get done. I yes. like that. Okay, next question. How many beers have been drunk in public? Like, who's drunk more beer in public? Morrison oh. or Anthony? Barnaby Joyce. <laughs> and that's not just in public, that's in private, right. yeah, yeah. In, in the living room, in the bathroom. That's tough because because Morrison did launch that beer yes. can, but there was no beer in it, so that meant they didn't actually drink any beer that day. Oh, really? Because, yeah, that was the one that was called ScoMo's Strong Economy Brew. Yes, oh, and it was I empty, mean, was it? That's <laughs> empty, empty, right. It was totally empty, and I mean, who wouldn't want a beer called, can I have a strong economy <laughs> beer, please? Whereas Albo, yeah. I presume Albo's been drowning his sorrows nightly. Oh, <sighs> fucked up the stats. That goes there goes yeah. the first week. Oh, I got COVID. So the answer is Morrison by a mile. So he's had twelve different uh, press appearances where he's drunk beer in public. Seriously, and Anthony Albanese has only done six. I mean, can really? you be prime minister uh, after drinking yeah, only I, six beers? This is bullshit. I heard I heard Albo say he wanted to be a prime minister like Bob Hawke. He's not um, doing no. it. He's not making <laughs> exactly, it exactly. Exactly. But he, I, we, th- we think we've discovered why he doesn't drink too much because he forgets when he drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, th- was that his problem yeah, day yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was eleven a.m. Yeah. You remember how much the beer cost though? <laughs> Okay, who has appeared more in public, Scott Morrison or Anthony Albanese? What do you mean in public? Do, well, do, do you count being at home because you caught COVID and have to do a shitty Zoom onto <laughs> yeah. a project what, or yeah, something? What is, what's, yeah. what's in public? Well, like how many times has he been out on the, you know, like holding a pr- doorstop? Uh, okay, so that's kind yeah. of public. Because the interesting thing is that initially Morrison, all of his – Presses were kind of set up, so it was kind of mm-hmm. pretty controlled. Yeah. But he did then do a bit of a street walk and kind of get out there. I'm yeah. not sure how much Elbow's done. So, so you just mean any kind of press conference? Yeah, and any sort of like press appearance where there's a gaggle of you know press. And well, Elbow like. did that one where the guy wanted to ask him a difficult question and he just chickened out of it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think that was it, wasn't it? Wasn't that yeah. the last press event Elbow did? I'd say Morrison has done more. Yeah, yeah. Morrison's done double. He's done forty. And Albanese's done 21. But as you say, like he said, COVID, so it's not necessary. But uh, interesting statistic, the number of wanted public appearances by them is still sitting at zero. So <laughs> there you go. How many fuck-ups has Anthony Albanese done? I know I know one thing, he would not know that number. Oh, it's certainly more than 4%. Was it 4 or 5? 5.4? Is it about, what about, let's go 5. Six. He's had six six, six gaffes apparently, um, and and that includes and, the and two. And that's according to Scott Morrison's campaign. Leader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whereas Scott Morrison has only fucked up three interviews, and and you could probably count the debate as a bit of a fuck up as well. Although oh, yeah. almost all of his interviews are with Paul Murray, so mm. where's the degree of difficulty on that? <laughs> okay, next question. If you were the Liberal Party, this is a bit of a multiple choice question. Yes. Which issue would you base the election on? Mm-hmm. Would it be women's rights? Men's rights, mm-hmm. coal rights, or alt rights? I'm sorry, you haven't got trans women playing sport in that. Yeah, that yeah. was the correct answer. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That is the dominant issue. I mean, the number of times I'm watching sport and trans women are playing and taking the spots of other women is. Um, no, it's never happened before. I, I hear, <laughs> so in the last Olympics, there are, I think, 110,000 athletes from around the world. Mm-hmm. 12 of them were trans women. So See, yeah. it's a huge oh, problem. Stop huge the election. <laughs> I mean, fuck China. This is the real issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It okay. me every day. Next question. If you were the Labor Party, which issue would you base your campaign on? Would it be not being the Liberal Party, mm-hmm. not being Scott Morrison, mm-hmm. not being in power for nine years, 
or not doing anything about climate change? Which one? There's a real theme of not doing anything in that yeah, list, isn't there? Yeah. I, th- I think Morrison's got that yeah. covered. I mean, I'd do the, n- the normal Labor approach mm. of just doing all of those things really badly. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual answer is uh, you were wrong to answer the question because <laughs> they, you're not allowed to answer the question. Oh, okay. It's a so small target strategy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you bought into the premise of the question. What a fuckwit. Uh, two more questions. The right. first one is how many times has Morrison been heckled in public? Ooh. In the in the election campaign. Yeah, during the election campaign. I don't remember. I any, haven't seen any of I mean, Albo had the temerity to interrupt him at one point during the debate. Does that mm, count? No, that doesn't count. I, I've seen any hiccups. Well, it, you're it was not ne- paying attention. It was nearly, I mean, the Barnaby Joyce nearly got beaten up, which was quite fun. That was good. Yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, I it it sort of really channelled the feelings of most Australians <laughs> in that. That guy was uh, on the angry side. <laughs> yeah, imagine a room where Barnaby Joyce isn't the angriest person. <laughs> I don't remember any any heckles of Scott Morrison, but I have been ignoring much of what he's done. Well, you are wrong because there's been five and we've actually compiled a, a clip of uh, people heckling Morrison. This is what you said when you got elected last time. We've got to help all those people that worked all their lives, paid their taxes, yeah. and those that have a go will yeah. get a go. Correct. Well, I've had a go, mate. Congratulations on being the worst Prime Minister we've ever had. You know another promise that you made? Okay, well, look, we, we've, hey. had, we've had quite a chat. Hey, um, yeah, no, you know, you've got to have an integrity commission. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, you better do something. Okay. See, I would I would argue there's only two heckles in that. Because the Newcastle pub guy was initially speaking to him. A heckle only gets when he's walking away and you've been yelled at. The other one was the woman tricking him into doing yeah, the thing on a which phone. Which was great. That's not, it was great, but I wouldn't call it a heckle. Mm, and even the other okay. guy who snuck into the press conference there, it only became a heckle again when Morrison walked away. So I would say two heckles out of that fine. I also just want to acknowledge that the Greens are the only party that would provide that poor gentleman with free dentures. He <laughs> <laughs> really needs them. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, of course, how many, um, have, uh, how many times has Albanese been heckled? Uh, he's been heckled by the guy that wanted to ask a question of him. Um, he oh, was heckled by himself when what he was about, asked the question. What about <laughs> the whole of Blues Fest when he went out and tried oh, to bask in Barnes' yeah, audience? That's right. It yeah. depends on which vision you show of that. Ne- never, never stop a rock concert to make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I miss your Peter Garrett. That's it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the official answer to that is none because no one's recognised. <laughs> uh, and then finally, last question, how many eggings have there been this election? Oh, not enough. There's one, definitely. Craig Kelly got eggs. Yep. Can we just somehow refer back to Fraser Anning, the greatest yeah. moment in Australian <laughs> political history? <laughs> That's what established the egging yeah. as a part of our political system. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, exactly. This might surprise you, but it wasn't in the Constitution initially. <laughs> really? Should I didn't be. know that. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, I yeah. only know the Craig Kelly. Any others? No, it's just been Craig Kelly. But, you know, we've still got four weeks to go. I think that maybe, you know, that's mm. a stat that all True. Australians there, could improve on. There is more of a chance to egg Craig Kelly again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just because it's happened once doesn't mean you can't <laughs> do it again. Okay, or that's the quiz. Um, I'm going to award the quiz to Dom. There you go. <laughs> Congratulations. Well done, Dom. <laughs> is this like the election where no matter who wins, we all lose? Yeah. <laughs> 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. If you're a Shark Tank fan or business junkie, check out the podcast Another Bite. Each week, Another Bite breaks down the biggest success stories and most disastrous failures to come out of Shark Tank. The hosts break down each company's pitch, analyze the deals that were or weren't made, and answer the million-dollar question, are they still a company? Whether you're an entrepreneur looking for tips or a Shark Tank fan that just wants to relive the drama, Another Bite's your deep dive into the world of Shark Tank. Just search for Another Bite in your favorite podcast app, like the one you're listening to right now. Rigging elections since before it was cool. The Chaser Report. So I find this podcast we focus almost entirely on the Prime Minister and the alternative Prime Minister, you know. I want to focus now on the alternative alternative Prime Minister, Craig Kelly, because if you want a party with easy-to-understand policies that sound good, you want the UAP. Now, really? The United what? Australia Party... Really? I, want to, I want to correct some uh, misconceptions. Is this paid advertising? Hang on. Is this how you're funding this podcast? <laughs> yeah, right. It oh, is. Oh, no. <laughs> $80 million on the table. Uh, Suddenly. Freedom. 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 <laughs> but now, the UAP aren't just some fly-by-night party that was created as the plaything of some self-indulgent billionaire like the old Palm United Party. Mm. The UAP's been around since 1931. It's a name you can trust. <laughs> it provided some of Australia's greatest PMs, Joseph Lyons, Billy Hughes, and Sir Robert Menzies. Menzies that's yes. right. That's right, which is why Clive Palmer could steal the name and rebrand the uh, Palmer United Party. So wait a minute. It, it, was it continuously... Did it continuously exist? It did or? until 1945 when it got shut down and turned to the Liberals. Um, right. Mm. Mm. So it was like a like a web domain that was available. Yes. Because... He's the red tube party. Like, correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of Australian history is that it, it basically became a party that no one could ever support ever again. Mm. After after Menzies in about 41 or 42 supported the idea of the Brisbane line, which was the Uh, very controversial idea, which was why don't we just cede the top half of Australia, the northern half of Australia to the Japanese because we shouldn't commit troops to defending Australia. We Mm. should instead, instead send them all over to Europe and help out... Uh, the English which instead. Which interestingly, also Bill Shorten's approach to the election last time. <laughs> yeah. which is to see the, the whole of North Queensland. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't think that, like, that's no. the party that, that, that this, like, it's a very unpatriotic are you, party. No, I don't are think you that's suggesting? Right. I think the moment it became that nobody could vote for the United Australia Party was the moment that, <laughs> <laughs> that Clive Palmer bought yeah, right. <laughs> I'm very confident Clive does not know about the Brisbane line. But if you want wacky policies um, that are a little bit strange, the, mm. the thing about the UAP, you don't find them. Their policies are brilliant. And they're, the great awesome. thing is that they're all three seconds long, okay? Mm. Every yes. UAP policy <laughs> That's what is know. three seconds long yes. and it makes sense. They all just make sense. Have a listen. These are yep. all from the official okay. uh, UAP YouTube channel. Listen to the first one. We need new submarines now, not in 40 years. We need a new government. Save Australia. Vote one, United Australia Party. Cut, Too cut long. it long. Too long. Yeah, Cut I, it I down lost, after I, the... I lost focus. <laughs> we need through. new subs now, yeah. not in 40 years. We should just buy one from China. <laughs> that is, it's a, that's not a bad policy. It's very, very simple. What about this one? Save your home. Save your home. 
maximum home loans below 3% for the next five years. That's it. You can't have interest rates above 3%. Now, what that would do to the home market, and no one would be able to get mortgages and the whole thing would probably collapse, but it sounds so good. It sounds very simple. I like the, the repetition too because he was like, unfortunately, this policy is not getting it to three seconds. It's too short. He's got, <laughs> I'll just repeat, save your home twice. <laughs> what about this one? Now, this is a real a real um, eye-catcher. Bring back from overseas a trillion dollars of Australian super to Australia. Injected into the Australian economy. So there's a trillion dollars that he's just going to yes. bring back on a truck from overseas and put it into our economy for jobs. Yep. That wouldn't create inflation or anything. Yeah, <laughs> An extra yeah. trillion dollars. And all the super funds that inv- invested in overseas shares, you just yeah. get their money and bring it back. I love it. There's another one that I think is really, really attractive. Have a listen to this. TAFE and university used to be free. United Australia Party will make it free again. And so that way you'll be able to train a whole lot of economists to explain to Clive Palmer why you can't just take the trillion dollars from overseas. <laughs> it is. I love the way he just can say anything, basically. Mm. Wasn't there also one where he's saying... You, you reduce the tax on coal or something and it'll pay for everything? That's a 15% um, export duty on coal, I think. Is that reducing or increasing it? I think it's increasing it to pay for everything, to, to balance the budget. This is a surprising approach by a coal baron. I know, I found that quite bizarre too. Now look, the UAP, when they bring in the utopia and win the election through these smart policies, mm. it's not going to be a complete utopia. We are still going to have a little bit of Craig Kelly doing this. The TGA adverse event report reported after COVID-19 vaccines, 487 deaths and 52,546 adverse events. We need a government inquiry now. Yeah, so we still have a Can guy who doesn't understand. play that shit? This is <laughs> he still has no Tom, idea how vaccines work. We know work. you're taking money from them for this. We refuse to let that be played, okay? If, if that gets played, yeah. that gets played, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> So, I mean, basically what that means is that he doesn't understand that that the vaccines actually save lives. So there'll be no vaccines in the UAP Australia. But we'll have lots of ivermectin, won't we? But we we will. And the best thing, though, about the UAP government is that they'll protect us from this threat that I bet neither of you have even heard of. In Beijing, they even use surveillance technology to stop people from taking too much toilet paper. In a matter of seconds, a microchip is inserted in the hand. What? That's for what? The Hang on a second. So the surveillance is to, to stop, stop you taking toilet paper which, is a microchip in your hand. Oh, look, which is exactly what we needed at the beginning of the pandemic, pandemic. when all the toilet paper disappeared. This is why the Chinese invented the virus uh, yes. to sell their toilet paper, paper stopping from, stealing technology. Yes. Oh, hang on a second. I should join the UAP. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Uh, so before we go, I did want to ask you guys to explain to me, because I missed what happened. I was away. Mm. What is the Cole Makes Me Come song mm. by Scott Morrison, by The Chaser? Was yeah. it a duo working together? How did yeah. this come about? And how the hell is it? I saw it on iTunes the other day. What is going on? Yeah, so what happened was after the de- debate that was on Sky News, yes. mm. we forced Cam Smith, our editor, mm. to sit down and recompile all of Scott Morrison's um, words and into a sort of into a sort of monologue. Right? But who challenged him to do it? Wasn't somebody outside challenged him to do it? No, no, no. So he just did that because um, we forced him to. Right? <laughs> but then, like, it's just part of his job. It's like a Clockwork Orange style. Oh, workshop. okay, mm. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then what happened was a fan heard that monologue, which was quite good. Like it went around and. Yeah. yeah, and said, "Why don't you do a sort of house mix, like dance mix of that song?" Ah. 
and cut it up. And so then Cam then went and applied his amazing musical ability and cut it into a really fucky, funky tune. Fantastic. Okay. And yeah. and so let's have a little bit of a listen to this because it, it's not approved by Morrison, I'm guessing. Well, it's, well, it's his words. I but also it's so popular, yeah. it probably is approved. Yeah, <laughs> probably now Liberal right. Party policy. Yeah, exactly. Cold makes me hard. Cold makes me come. My dick is always hard to cold and it's only getting harder. So in the first 12 hours after it got released, it got a million listens, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's currently number three on iTunes. So can you just – it was, was it easy yeah. to put Coal Makes Me Come on iTunes? Yeah, because you think about mu- modern music, the whole it's all swear words. You just put the oh, yeah. explicit lyrics. True. Of, Actually yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're totally allowed to say that. And then – no, and then – so it's number three on iTunes, but this is the whole scam, right? Because that sounds impressive, like we're number three in the charts, right? Yeah, okay. It does. Except it's, we're not talking about Apple Music, right? Because I, I kept on listening to it on Apple Music thinking, oh, that'll go up in the charts <laughs> if I listen to it on Apple Music. No, 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 no. The iTunes charts, which is the thing that everyone talks mm. about, is only ca- it only sort of increases your chart. If you buy the track oh, from, iTunes, from iTunes, which of course right. no one does anymore. No one does. <laughs> so literally, if you buy 10, <laughs> 10 copies of that track, you get to like say about number three in the chart. Oh, wow. Right? So this morning we all in the office sat around and used our iTunes again. Like remember iTunes? Yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Still. No, exactly. Yeah. But you can buy it for a dollar twenty nine. So everyone out there listening to this podcast. Mm. Press buy. Like, you've got to go into the iTunes store. Yes. Right? If you've still got thing. that on your phone. Yeah. No, no, no it's still on the, your phone. Have like, I got iTunes on my yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, for $1.29, you can buy the track. And if we get another, say, five or six people doing that, <laughs> I'll do it right now. I reckon we will be number one on the charts. Here it is iTunes store. Yeah, there you go. There you go. See? I'm going to buy it. $1.19. Seems pretty expensive. How much of that money goes to Scott Morrison? <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the singer. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, we haven't thought about that. The so I presume are going to kill us. I presume Albo's people have already been in touch and requested Cole also makes me come. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I got no results for Cole, Cole makes me come. What? I don't know. Come, come is... Oh, they, yeah, the, they've, they've just, bleeped out the U in come. Yeah, so just go. If you search for Cole makes me. Oh, there yeah, you go. Okay, yes, it is. Yeah. It's explicit, $1.19. Shooting up the charts. Hey. It's more popular than Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we passed Adele like, late last night. Oh, wow. Like, you know, this, this is good. Would it be funny if this ended up being the reason that Morrison won? Everyone's like, oh, I just love his song. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Our gear is from Rode Microphones. We are part of the ACAST Creator Network. We're going to be here for the next four weeks, every day. Near instant take on the day's election stories. Charles, mm. have we thought what it's going to do to us doing this for four weeks, every single day? Well, I'm planning to catch COVID, so I'll, I'll be out of it for the next week anyway. Stay at Elbow's house. Oh, yeah. Sleepover. <coughs> catch you tomorrow. <coughs>